Hi, I'm Hoon Lee, and you're listening to the official Outcast podcast. And welcome to the Outcast Podcast, your favorite podcast about your favorite show and comic book. My name is Clark Wolf. It's nice to be back with you again. And back with us today is Miss Tanya Haraz. Tanya, thanks for coming back. Oh, I'm so happy to be back, Clark. We have all the chats. Um, <laughs> so today we are going to be discussing Outcast, the television series, episodes 205 and 206. So if you are... Um, not watching the show and don't want to be spoiled. This is not the episode for you. Press pause, uh, go watch it, then come back. And if you're in the U.S., hang tight. We haven't quite gotten the information about the release date yet, uh, but we will definitely be filling you in. And per usual, I got to point you to our conversation with Chris Black uh, that we did on the Skybound Insider, which was a lot of fun and a really great preview um, of what's to come for season two. So, yay. Here we go. Here we go. Um, you've been spoiled. You've been, you've been <laughs> warned for spoilies. Um, okay. So basically where we're at in Rome, the, the gang is still kind of like dealing with all the ramifications of kind of everything that's happened. Like I feel like everybody's kind of splintered a little bit. Yeah. Everyone's kind of not, not being selfish, but they're kind of worrying about their own stuff right now because yes. everyone does have a lot going on in their own personal lives along with this whole, you know, your whole town is merch problem that seems to happen. Yeah, and so. and I think what we're sort of starting to feel and what we've been feeling all season is just that, you know, the 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 merged um, and the non outcasts are starting to really take over, and they're starting yeah. to. I would say feel a little emboldened um, because, you know, we've seen in this episode and in previous episodes, they're they're kind of going after Amber or they're not afraid to sort of make their presence known. They're being more aggressive. Right. Do you feel that way? I do. I feel like they're, you know, they're not afraid to stare them down and be like, we know, we know what you are kind of thing. And we're coming and, after you. Oh, basically. yeah. And and I think it's become like it's it's almost to the point where you're like, who isn't merged? Right. Because like, you're kind of, even if they're acting somewhat like normal, you're still kind of like, but like yeah. they could be acting because a lot of them you didn't know at the beginning of the show were merged and now all of a sudden they, they have been merged. Well, so. and meanwhile, we're sort of diving into the fact that in this town, this has sort of all happened before. Mm-hmm. We sort of, we figured that out. You know, Helen is the name of the mysterious body that right. has been found under the uh, trailer. And we know that, she is sort of tied to this the the previous attempt at the great merge. She was sort of the Sydney of Correct. of the last time this went round. But we also know that Kyle's dad was very much involved in fighting the great merge thirty years ago when they tried to do it before. Yes, and I think you're kind of seeing the reaction with Kyle when he learns about the fact that his father was around and fighting the same fight that he was like. Oh, it's interesting that he decided to do this instead of, you know, saving his son and mother. Or you know? at the very least, and we sort of mentioned it when we talked about um, 203 and 204, but like, you know, the way Kyle recognizes that Amber has this this ability, mm-hmm. he's, he's trying to do his best to 
you know, not um, not necessarily tell her she doesn't have it and suppress it. But and, and he's also she's a child, so he's not really ready to help her learn how to use it. Right. But you, you kind of think, at least I do, like, where was Kyle's dad? Like, why would Kyle's dad not encourage him to explore his gift or understand that he had a gift? Instead, he sort of did what Kyle did before Kyle understood what was going on with his family and essentially ran away because I, we we think or we hope that he was trying to protect Kyle. Kyle and Kyle's mom, but who knows? Right. I think that, um, especially that, well, it, we don't, maybe his name will be different, but at least in the comics, we know his name is Simon, Mm -hmm. uh, that Simon knew that the whole thing was going on with his mother. So even if he didn't know that Kyle was, um, an outcast, that he shared the same gift that he had, it's interesting that he didn't at least go to the house exercise his mother and then leave if he had to, you know, kind of thing. Yes. So, yes, I think that's a great point. And, you know, so what we're seeing, but so overall, what we're seeing at this point with our main cast of characters, you know, I think that things are not going well for everyone. Giles is sort of starting to feel the heat um, from not only the townspeople, but from Owen. Um, By the way, is Owen the mayor? He's the mayor, but also runs a laundry, like a, a store of some sort yeah. or sells okay. like, appliances. For a while, I was a bit confused. Yeah. Um, but okay, so. I Owen, think they're just trying to paint the picture that this town is so small. Yes. That, you know, he kind of doubles. Yes, yeah, that it's not his job to just be the mayor. He's right. a regular guy, just like oh, you. Oh, absolutely. Um, so Giles is starting to feel the heat. Megan is at home with her, fa- her you know, parents which is always a, is a fraught experience even Kyle's like what what the hell are you doing yeah exactly <laughs> so, yeah. um but meanwhile you know Holly Megan's daughter is is afraid to be around Kyle and Amber which is not good for their family unit and Allison you know this is the episode where Allison sort of escapes or gets out of the um the hospital Right, yeah. about time. Yeah, um, I, I can't believe it took that long. Yeah, especially after that guy, like, pretty much verbatim was like, this is what happened when you attacked your child. It's like, wouldn't that be, like, suspicion enough to be like, maybe I should go? Yeah, <laughs> so. it's it's got to be a bit of that denial. Like, she's, Allison is just still in denial of the fact that there could be these otherworldly forces or at least something that was controlling her. And I understand why that's scary, but yeah, you're right. Like if somebody recites back to you this very private personal moment that only two other people in the world know about, like, wouldn't you start to go, me, I know it sounds crazy. Why do you know what my daughter's bedroom looks like? Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, so there, so we're here and Kyle is sort of investigating the history of Helen. He's sort of getting these flashes or I suppose putting the pieces together about the exorcism that came before. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then the Rev, meanwhile, is uh, is investigating this sort of what are, what would you say? Uh, what are the, what is the name? Congregation. Yes. This congregation out in the woods. The beacon of light, or right? Something, the lighthouse. And and uh, Dakota is the name of the gal who's yeah. sort of the blonde gal who the Rev is sort of having the most conversation with. Right. Um. And I'm I'm still. I know that you and I have watched you know, this episode and episode six, but I am very skeptical of if these people have good intentions or ill intentions. Yeah, because, you know, they it's revealed that they're uh, 
that they have been exercised. Right. Like yes. survive. What did they, 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 they used a word. I don't think I wrote it down, but they said like the, not, not the survived, but right. The something they called themselves something. Yes. I can't remember what it was, but anyway. Yeah. So uh, they reveal themselves as people who have also had a, you know, whatever they think has been inside them, a demon, a, a spirit, something like that. And so, the Rev finally is kind of like, oh, okay, well, then maybe these people are on our side. But they also, yeah, like, they're living out in the middle of nowhere. They're very private about they're only going to talk to Kyle about stuff that happened with the other outcasts that they encountered or other outcasts and maybe not his father. So it's it's interesting to see, like I say, what exactly do you want from Kyle, though? Like, is it something like he's your messiah now? Right. Or is it like you're just trying to fight with him it's it's strange i agree like, yeah their dynamic is a little iffy so. uh, yes and and speaking of uh, iffy dynamics <laughs> let's talk about sydney and aaron Oof. oh boy yeah aaron is starting to get into joffrey territory right yes, now thank right? you i'm so <laughs> glad you said that because i know that aaron is supposed to be a bad guy but at this point, like in the last episode, or I'm sorry, in a, which we'll get to episode 206 in mm-hmm. just a second. But I was just like, okay, fuck this kid. Yeah. He sucks. And and granted, I don't mean I don't mean the lovely, I'm sure, actor who plays Aaron. I just mean the character. He's doing a great job, like making me want to kill him. <laughs> I so. seriously had the thought last night. I was like, this kid is so good that I hope it doesn't affect his future work because he's so good in this role and yet I hate him yeah yeah no I think that's always a like especially when it's like kids or teenagers that like get into those roles where you're like I just want to murder you like where like you know the kid who played Joffrey I think you know he just left like he did not do anything after uh, Game of Thrones he just just disappeared and this might that might kind of have to happen to Aaron whoever plays him well hopefully he'll yeah yeah exactly (laughs) but so Sydney and Aaron are having this really weird dynamic mm-hmm. um, where obviously Aaron Aaron is obsessed with Sydney. Can we go ahead and say that? Yeah. Like he is obsessed with Sydney and it's weird. It's it's very frightening that you would look up to a man like that. That's that's something you would strive to be like. Yeah. Like, I want to have a demon inside me. Please merge me. It's very weird. And and meanwhile though Sydney is you know, I don't know if he's necessarily handling his situation as well. I mean, on the one hand, so there's a scene where Owen comes to the barn and finds Sydney and Aaron. And Owen is like, dude, this is not cool. You can't have a little kid in here. Yeah. This is weird. And, but Sydney's like, well, you know, Aaron is a badass and like, you know, he's tougher than you and blah, blah, blah. And it's kind of like, this is weird. He's kind of just a psychopath at this point. I mean, he, uh, like, just doesn't have any remorse, it seems like, in any of the situations he's put himself into, so. Yeah, and then, so Owen, basically, after he has this confrontation with Sydney, where he's like, dude, you gotta get this kid, like, this is not a good idea. Yeah. Um, he then has a conversation with Giles and Kyle, which is a very weird scene. Right. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Yes, because at this point, I mean, 
I, we're about to get to it, but like at this point, we don't know. Like we know Owen's probably merged. Yes, but like you hasn't been like confirmed, and he could just be a shitty guy right. like Aaron because totally. like you never know. So, um, to the fact that he's like kind of trying to play both sides, where he's like, you know what, Sydney can't have all the control. I'll ask you know Kyle to take care of this. Right. Yeah. And um, and he's also in a way trying to plead with Giles. To, it's weird because Owen keeps kind of saying like, hey, Giles, back off. But at the same time, he, in this conversation, tells Giles, you were, the Rev was right. Sydney's dangerous. But then he kind of goes into mergy mode and, and kind of just walks out. And I, this scene was very confusing to me. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, I guess it's just trying to show that, I I guess, you know, there is a point to there, the merge that, find themselves with these humans like they all are different like entities from I guess I mean if they're following the comic from this kind of otherworldly place so they all like attach to personalities differently so maybe Owen before was kind of like a two-faced kind of guy Mm -hmm. and now it's kind of just amplified well he's the mayor yeah (laughs) but he's a politician clearly there you go yeah it's it's interesting but Owen does provide a bit of expo exposition from the comics, um, except he says in the in the show the dark side cast out the light side, which mm-hmm. is which is similar to the comics. Right. However, he says that the dark side ran out of room, and that's why they're coming over. Yeah. Whereas in the comics, it's a balancing act, right? Like the dark side realized we can't survive without the light. Yeah. And that's why they came over into this world. So we're getting a little bit of a different explanation. Yeah, I think he said a quote being like, we didn't know that, you know, casting out the light would be lighting our own house on fire or there something like that. And it's like, well, yeah, like you you fucked up there, man. Yeah, so. the balance is kind of important. Yeah. Um. So, all right. So back to Aaron and Sydney, which, by the way, Sydney peeling Aaron's dead skin off was Weird Ugh. and gross yeah. at the Didn't same time. Man, weird and gross <laughs> for very different reasons. I think that was. I think just watching the two episodes out uh, this whole season so far, it's been like they have been very good about making you uncomfortable. Because like you know, this world is very strange and gross, and I think that they have done a very good job of making like just kind of have that shiver that goes up your spine. You're like, eh, no, yeah, some, this is <laughs> this is not good. Yeah. Um. So okay. So Aaron confronts. Bob in the junkyard and Bob is sassy pants yeah and he is not having it because nope. Bob has seen it all um which I that's I kind of love this character I know I do I kind of like that he's just like he's not holding back no, no. exactly no filter <laughs> yeah no filter. that's what I mean. so um so but Sydney's there too and basically you know Sydney wants to know about Helen which mm-hmm. is this body that is, I guess, reem- I, I don't know. Yeah. It, we're to it was believe, the gross body that they found. And we're yeah. to believe that that's the same body, right? I believe so. They must have known where they buried her, and that's why he made such a big deal about, you know, making that line in the rocks or whatever, right. when he was like, you need to stay buried or whatever. So. Yes. So he wants to basically talk about Helen. Sydney wants to know about Helen, and Bob says that Helen changed the outcasts. Right. Um... So that's kind of interesting. They were able to speed up the merge. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And and in the next episode, I think Sydney uses the term like she found a loophole or she I, I forget, but which which begs the question of is that mean that Kyle's father was the outcast that she did that to, or was it a separate outcast that we don't know about who you know may have passed by now, maybe out there still? Um, you don't know. Like at this point, we assume that 
Simon, Kyle's father, has been like been trying to get rid of her, not right. helping her. Right. So exactly. Yeah. So this sort of leads us. They don't kill Bob. Sydney won't let Aaron kill him. Um, so they 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 just mangle his hand, but they walk away. And then we get to this final scene. Mm-hmm. The final scene at the. It's kind of like a town hall right. where uh, Owen, the mayor, stands up in front of all of these people, all of his constituents, and fires Giles. In front of in everyone. In front of him and everybody. And like, yep. this is him getting this news. So and shady. It was so shady. It's and awful. But what was even crazier was Giles not having any of it. No. I mean, and at the beginning of his whole speech, you're just like, you go, Giles. Like, you're just so happy about it. But then, you know, the symptoms start of yes. him starting to feel a little uh, under the weather and his... You know, his eyes, his eyesight is changing and you're like, oh no. Yep, it's happening. It's happening. But what's even crazier to me is the idea that Giles stood up in front of the entire town essentially. Because it was it was reminiscent in a way of the Rev standing up in front of the entire town in season one right. and saying Sydney is the devil and everybody looking at the Rev like he was crazy. But now here we are <clears throat> in a similar situation and yet probably most of the town is merged. At least that's what we're supposed to believe. And Giles just calls it out. He says there are monsters and like this is happening and you guys like need to know about it and I'm going to fight it or whatever. Yeah, I think he, uh, you know, while Owen was trying to be very, uh, he wasn't giving much description into it. He's like, there's just, you know, mo- the uh, the real monsters are inside of us, but like not saying like, right. oh, it's a, like a spirit from another world. Like Giles, Giles is like, nope, it's, it's bad. They're act, they're inside of people you love. Like I'm going to die fighting this cause. And so, so he sounds like a crazy person, right. right? Similar to how the Rev sounded like a crazy person. Yeah. And then. Then he starts to have a physical reaction, um, and we know that it's him sort of becoming merged, but the townspeople might not know that, the ones who aren't. Yeah. Um, so anyway, he has this big seizure-looking thing. Kyle is there. You know, he and the Rev try and go after him. They, they face a little resistance, but they break through, and Owen takes Giles into the school bus to get him, like, you know, to give him some space so that it can, find, it can happen. Yeah. And then there's a, obviously Kyle, you know, tries to save him. But he gets stabbed in the process. Oh, yeah. And it was, then... It was not good. I mean, I, the one thing th- throughout the whole fight, I was like, Kyle is holding his own, though. Like, he, you know, it must be an adrenaline rush or something that he was able to ignore the pain and just be able to, like, keep on fighting. Yeah. Like, until that the very end of that episode, you really don't see him give up. You yes. don't see him, like... Just, you know, get on the floor in a fetal position. He's, yeah. He's going for it. Yeah, so. and he got a he got a real bad hit in, yeah. in terms of the, him being stabbed. And so um, we see something that I don't know if I really remember. I guess, I guess maybe a handful of times, but we see Giles levitate into the air, yes. like way into the sky. Kyle's hanging on to him. So Kyle is dangling from the sky. Yeah. And ultimately, Kyle is able to get the demon out of him. And, and they luckily, both, yeah. Megan was able to see this yes. because we've ha- been having the issue of Megan and Kyle not being able to. Uh, Megan, unlike in the comics, Megan kind of just accepted in the comics, but in the show, she had a resistance to the whole story, and right. she was like, "I don't believe you. You're like my daughter thinks your daughter and you are evil. Yeah. That you killed Mark. I can't have this." Yeah. And so now she finally witnessed it happening, and she 
you know, I think she's feeling a lot of regret that she didn't believe him sooner. Absolutely. But also hopefully a little bit of, you know, um, confirmation that it wasn't her that that caused True. Mark to die. Yeah. It was, you. she's seen it with her own eyes. Yeah. There is a physical something inside of these people that are causing them to do things they would never do. Yeah. So, um, and then uh, in addition to Kyle, you know, lying there bleeding out essentially in Megan's arms, Aaron shoots Owen in the head and blows his head off. Oh, gosh. That was crazy to me. I like again, like that that was the part where I'm like, Aaron has like there's no going back for him. You remember like, how we say Rev has no chill? Mm. At this point, Aaron has no chill. No. And it's switching <laughs> sides. Like light used to have no chill and now the dark has no chill. Yeah, it's yeah. it's kind of shocking that this is this is how it's how it's going. Like I never imagined this show would push Aaron's character that far. No. Obviously we know he's not a great kid but no. I, I don't know he's brutally murdered Patricia he told Sydney I did it for you like he wants a demon inside of him and now as we roll into episode 206 you just murdered the mayor holy yeah he yeah. blows the mayor's head off and then here we are in episode 206 and, and Aaron once again kills this outcast kid yeah a little child well maybe not like he was like teenager but still Jesus Christ. I, I, I just was, I, it was really, you know, and, and Sydney though, can we talk, I know I'm really like jumping to the end here of 206, but right. I think it it's worth discussing like Sydney not reprimanding him or disciplining him in any way, just sort of like guilt tripping him. Like, yeah. how does that make you feel? Like it's you, like, sh- you could have been, that he was here to help you. Right. Yeah. I think, uh, it was, it was really, uh, terrible for, um, I mean, it was just terrible in general, but like the fact that this one, for some reason for me, when Aaron killed the boy, well, we didn't see it, but he snapped his neck or like yes. set, somehow like cracked his neck. And that for some reason was like worse, honestly, Absolutely. because it was like with his own hands. Yeah. Like he obviously stabbed his mom with his own hands and he, uh, you know, shot the gun with his own hand. But still, I was just like. Why it's like it's and it's someone his age. I don't know. It was it was it's bad. Weird. It's weird. Yeah. It's just like a very granted. I know that it, you're. I think what you said at the top of the show. He's getting into Joffrey territory. Yeah. Like I think that's actually a perfect way to explain it because yeah. by the end of well, I, but the Joffrey character on Game of Thrones had no redeeming qualities whatsoever. No. He was a straight villain. They never yeah. tried to play him on both sides. They they no. they never tried to show us the good in him or why he is the way that he is. Yeah. So that we at least sympathize with him. Aaron, I feel like is kind of the same way. Like granted, we know his father was abusive and we know his mother was a bit of an enabler. Right. But I mean, dude, yeah, and like back to what you were saying about Sydney, just kind of not reprimanding him for it. Like the fact that he almost has no reaction to. I mean, he's pissed, obviously. I mean, eventually he like you know decides to smother him. So yeah, like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, no. but you know he obviously is mad enough to be like, okay, you finally gone far enough. I, so. Okay. I've actually, it's so funny because I have that written down in my notes, but I hadn't looked, I hadn't gotten there yet. And I had forgotten that Sydney did that. No, because so. I had to rewatch it, uh, the ending again, because I saw, I thought his hand was on his leg at first. I was like, are you just going to like crack, you know, break one of his uh-huh. legs? And then I went back and watched it. It's like a pillow. I was like, 
Oh, so yeah. he's dead. <laughs> and then we see him pulling out a meat cleaver. Like He had to get a bigger knife. The knife he found wasn't big enough, so. This is, I mean, Sydney has gone, like, everybody has, everybody has no chill. No the town chill. of Rome has no chill. That should be their slogan. Point. Yeah. Rome. Welcome to Rome. We have no chill. <laughs> um, okay, so. That's sort of what's happening over there. At the there. end, yeah. Yeah, we, we skipped we around, but that's okay, whatever. <laughs> um, so basically this episode 206 opens up with Kyle on the operating table. It's not looking good, but... But then you see a familiar face. That's right, yes. Park, Dr. Park. And he, we know, at least I knew immediately, I was like, okay, well, wait a second. Yeah. Um, and so the aftermath, before we get into like the vision that Kyle has, um, the aftermath of this is, and did you see this coming? Did you know it was going to happen? No, because when I saw, when I realized it was Dr. Park, I was kind of like, okay, well, maybe since there's other doctors in the room that like, you know, maybe they're not merged. He kind of has to save him. He can't just like kill him for right. no reason. So I was kind of like, oh, maybe he's like actually doing his job. But then you get to the scene where, you know, he's telling everyone that he's gone, that it's like, all right, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's not. I knew. I, I had shady. a sneaking suspicion that, you know, basically he was going to, he was going to steal the body and yeah. it was probably going to be a live body um, to give to Sydney to mm -hmm. do whatever. But okay. So while Kyle is, is having the surgery and he's fighting for his life, he has this vision of his mom. And at first it's kind of sweet. But then it gets really, like, she gets mean. Yeah. And But ultimately, she poses the question, did you fight hard enough? Mm -hmm. And I think that we see throughout this episode in Kyle that that really resonated with him. Oh, yeah. Because he's not giving up. No, yeah. I think, yeah, the fact that he tries to fight his way out, like, he gets in a physical altercation with Sydney, and then again, um, later on, we'll get to. But um, I think, yeah, I think... The vision, I think, made him very uh, motivated more than he was before because he's, you know, really just trying to save his family. Yeah. So. And meanwhile, during all of that, Amber and the Rev are hanging out, getting some snacks. And uh, and she basically tells the Rev, like, listen, if you need help, I'm your gal. I, I got this. I'm oh, just man. like my dad. Amber's been a shining star. She, she has, has, like, what they call her firefly. I was like, oh, God, so uh, accurate for who who she is as a person and the character. It's just, um, she's just delightful. Yes. I, just, I think also when she was like, I don't, I, sometimes I wish adults would talk to me like they talk to other adults. And it's like, this kid is so smart. Yeah. Like, she knows, man. She's great. And yeah. that's something that Chris Black sort of echoed in real life as well, that Madison, the gal who plays um, Amber, is just such a star and yeah. lovely and really smart so mm -hmm. and it comes through I think you know in the in the performance but okay so meanwhile while this is all happening Giles is ready to throw in the towel he yeah he's, he's sort of done he, he yeah hashtag done hashtag yeah hashtag <laughs> I, I'm too old for this shit yeah. um, but Rose on the other hand his lovely wife is like this is not who you are and no, and no we're not done what are you talking about right she, she definitely is if, if Giles isn't going to do it, then uh, Rose is going to take up the slack. So let's talk about that because <laughs> Rose gets in the car with Evelyn and shoots her in the head. Oh, my gosh. What the fuck? <laughs> this was crazy to me. Dude, I don't know why. Uh, again, this is like a weird feeling I had watching these few episodes that I'm like, 
I am so on board with Rose for Rose some reason, right? I mean, like, she is just, it's really empowering to see. Because, you know, Megan kind of, after she's, you know, now accepted that there's a par- paranormal world that, like, is going on. There's, like, things that don't she can't explain that are happening. But, like, Rose kind of accepted that from the very beginning. Even though, like, I don't know if she really ever, obviously she saw her husband's yeah, uh, exorcism. Episode. But, like, I think, like, even before that, she, you know, she was on board. She was housing Kyle and Amber yeah. and Megan, so they weren't going to get in trouble. So, like, it's just really empowering to see her be like, you're not going to do it? I'll do it. Yeah. No, so. she's she's a, an awesome character um, yeah. for sure. But I was just like, <laughs> what? The, that escalated quickly. True. <laughs> I, I mean, she blew a woman's head off in a car. Though I think, at, was, was it at that point that she was under the impression that Kyle was dead? Ah, uh, yes. Okay, yeah. Because yes. maybe, like... I, I'm hoping it's one of those things where it's like that you know they, Giles had the idea to lock all the merged up and mm-hmm. then I guess maybe eventually Kyle to exercise mm-hmm. them, but um you know Rose was like he's dead we gotta kill him like, yeah <laughs> I mean I guess so somebody's got to do something yeah um but uh, and and of course Eve- Aaron and Sydney were hiding in Evelyn's house so they've got a new hideout now yeah. I suppose um but okay so meanwhile um. The Rev and Dakota. So she fills him in a little bit on what their congregation is Mm -hmm. and what they're doing. But, like, what's her deal? Once again, what's her deal? I'm not on board with her. Yes, I think, like, especially now when there was um, Rev announced that Kyle had died to her and then she... um, text someone who I think is Simon it must be Simon I think like because she's like always talking about her savior that came along and it's like we're we're assuming it's Simon and so uh but yeah she obviously is lying to the red one it's like where where do you where is he where where can we find him and she's like I don't know I wish I knew it's like you know (laughs) yeah she totally knows she totes knows um so yeah there there's a lot of mystery there for sure um and um so let's see what else, what else? Oh, the Rev. Okay, so the Rev visits Allison, and Megan is there too, and they all kind of come together and say, look, like, you know, you need to talk to somebody. Like, you need to, we need to not accept this lying down. Yeah. And basically they go to the doctor or the hospital, and they essentially rescue Kyle because Amber has this sense, yeah. essentially. Yeah, I think that was a big part of it, too, that Amber has this, like, intuition or connection that goes deeper than, like, hey, you're dead and you have the same power. It's, like, something that they can feel when the other one is in trouble or, yeah, that, sh- like, she was able to be led to where he was being, like, held. Captive, yeah. yeah, exactly, held captive. And um, it was interesting, too, how watching the way the adults reacted to Amber when Amber is like, nope, he's not dead. He's just, he's just not healthy. I'm making him a get well card. And they were, and watching their reaction to her and then watching the way, or thinking back to the way that the grownups handled the realization or revelation that Mark is gone and like nobody wants to accept it, but it's true. And I don't know, it just, there was a lot of fight in Amber. Yeah, I think to, uh, to go back to the scene before when, before they figure out that like Dr. Park, like before they knew that it was him that was, um, Megan and Allison have this great moment where they're, um, talking about, Megan finally kind of admits that, you know, because Allison is under the impression that Mark was in a car accident and that's how he died. So Megan is kind of like, I, 
like I killed him. Whatever's inside me killed Mark. And I'm, you know, it's, it was that it wasn't me. Like I would never do that. And Allison, you know, you're kind of starting to see her. It's like, okay, my, my daughter, my sister-in-law, like these people, all these people saying that this is right. Like I can't just ignore this anymore. Like she, I feel like she's finally kind of like in the comics where she's finally like, just been like, you know what? I need to trust my husband. Yes. So I have a question that I just thought of. When Allison was possessed and attacking Amber, why did Amber's power not exercise her? Well, I think that it, it, it must come into you at a certain time because remember, like Kyle was being attacked all those times, right, with his right, mother right, right, until there was a point where he was able to do something right. about it. So I guess it's it may might be a certain age because mm-hmm. they kind of maybe were around mm-hmm. the same age. Maybe Kyle was a little older. I'm not really sure. Uh, the age of the young actor uh-huh. they got to play young Kyle. But um yeah, I think it might be an age thing or just like absolute necessity kind of mm-hmm. moment, which you know, you'd think when your mom is possessed it would be for Amber that would like come into play. But right. I don't know. I guess it took a little longer for her. Well and so okay, here's the my last thing and and if there's anything else you want to talk about, yeah. please. But the last the, I guess the biggest question for me has to do with Sydney. Mm-hmm. So that little boy that that Sydney brought to the house mm-hmm. who he told Aaron was to speed up his merge, which I think is a lie. Because what we've seen is that Sydney is getting his life force from this child. Yeah. And 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 we've also seen in this episode and the previous episode that Sydney's sickness is really progressing. Mm-hmm. So now that this kid is dead because yeah. Aaron killed him, mm-hmm. um, where does that leave Sydney? Like, meaning, is is Sydney gonna have how much time does Sydney have left? I I don't know. I think that um, maybe the council that we've learned about in the comics might come into play because you know that might. Be I, I don't know if they're going to carry that over the show, but I think that's a big part of the being like Sydney. Yeah, he has a lot of power in this community, but there are other people with equal amount of power or maybe more power that are also kind of controlling him in the comics. So I think there might be an influence of that as we go on in this season. But um, yeah, I think Sydney is kind of running out, out of options because Kyle was saved, the kid was killed. Like he's yeah, he's kind of out of luck. Yeah. It doesn't bode well for Sydney. No, and even Kyle says, like, when they have that altercation, he sees uh, Sydney start coughing up the black goo stuff, and he's like, I think it's killing you. Yeah. And it's like, it fucking is, man. Yeah. Like, he, he wants the merge to happen because otherwise he is done. He's done, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Any any final thoughts? Any other things you want to talk about? Again, one of the biggest things is is the father. I think we want to. I yeah. want to see how yeah. that's when he's going to show up because we know that in the comics it happens at a gas station mm-hmm. when all the family's trying to escape, and it looks like that's what Kyle is trying to do with his family yeah. now. He's trying to escape, so maybe we'll see it soon. And you know, Cruz and I are still not sold on on Simon being that good of a guy. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of mystery in the comic. And so I wonder if he shows up, will that necessarily be the good thing that we think it would be? Yeah, I think the whole uh, when when Kyle discovers the trailer that Bob had been hiding or I guess not hiding, he just didn't really know about it. Um, Like, I think learning, seeing all that information that Simon was doing and like trying to 
he was trying to find out more about what was going on. It seems like Kyle, Kyle's, I think you're seeing a lot more of Kyle's anger towards his father than you, than you did in the show. Like, I feel like it was touch. I mean, in the, in the comic, sorry, yeah. you don't really see in the comic as much. I think he like mentions once that like, you know, where were you when this was happening? But in the show, since he hasn't met him yet, he's kind of having all this time mm-hmm. to kind of process the fact that he yep. wasn't there to help that. I think that, um, it's interesting that I, I'm, in, I'm very intrigued to see what their first meeting will look like now. Yeah. And, so. you know, I think like, well, the um, uh, in the comic, you know, Kyle's just like, look, I don't have time to be mad at you right now. So sure. we're going to put that away for a second. Yeah. And you need to teach me what you know, because this is a bigger issue. Um, but I, I do think that in the comic, some of that anger has got to come out. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I might just be buried for now. That is a really good point. But who knows? Yeah. Who knows? We'll see. Um, All right, guys. Well, I think that's it for our recap of episode, uh, let's see, four and five. No, five and six, six and five and six. Um, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, let us know what you guys think. Are you are you liking the direction that's going this season? Do you have any theories about what's going to happen? Um, are you surprised that Sydney allegedly chopped up a small child into a million pieces? Let <laughs> us know. Um, and uh, and yeah, Tanya, where can the people find you on the internet? Sure. Um, If you find me on Twitter or Instagram, it's uh, Tanya, T-A-N-Y-A underscore H-R-E-I-Z. And that's on Facebook, too, if you feel like doing that. But uh, that's where I'm at. Okay, great. And uh, as always, you can find all the Outcast things that you need at outcastofficial.com. And you can find comic information, um, TV listings, this podcast, lots more uh, right there on that website. And you can find me at Clark Wolf. Clark with any wolf with any don't forget to subscribe to the show uh like it rate it review it It helps other fans and people find uh what we do here uh on the regular and that's gonna do it for us so take care and we will see you next time